Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Is the game on News Radio KMAN. Guys, I think Troy's a little nervous sleepwalking. Oh, I, th- I think what it is is you got the first pick overall in the 90s movie draft and you're really sweating it a little bit because rumors have been flying around all day on what that movie could be. But pressure's on because you have the first pick and it's got to be the best pick, right? I wish you all the best in trying to argue my number one pick with me. Well, that's the thing. So not only will Troy make the first overall pick, but also will have to give us the you know the Mel Kiper breakdown. This on is why. an extremely difficult pick for everybody to have to try to try and talk me out of. Okay, it's a big talk. It's a big talk over there. Coming up at five ten, it will be our annual draft day draft. Here on the game, but we don't do a sports topic typically. We ha- I don't think we ever have actually, other than we used to do a draft for the spring game. It'd be like fantasy football, and we would draft players for the spring game. And I think I won that two years in a row. But today it'll be '90s movies in our number two to kick it off. Just after five o'clock, Troy has the first pick. I have the second pick of the first round. Followed by, well, it was supposed to be Derek Young. D.Y. had to back out for personal reasons. So Sloan from K-Rock is going to step in, who's a big movie guy. I think it will be a great uh, person to have for this draft. Kellis Robinette, who will join us later in studio in this first hour, will be pick number four. And then the voice of the Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson, who will later after the draft join us for more Cats talk. We'll have the fifth pick of the first round. And it's Snake Style. So we'll go in reverse order for the second and fourth rounds, and it is a four-round draft, so everybody, all five of us, will get four picks each. And then we'll let you, on social media, let us know who did the best job of drafting 90s movies. The Carolina Panthers are officially on the clock. And so is this show. Welcome to the game, Mitch Fortner and Troy Coverdale. Just us two today as people right now either heading to Kansas City or already in town, flooding Union Station to go watch Bryce Young pick first overall and then wait hours for the Kansas City Chiefs to make their pick and then get settled in for the Jonas Brothers and Fallout Boy later on tonight from Union Station. I, I saw some tweets earlier of the of the uh, green room. This this is the the best green room in NFL draft history because it's actual Union Station. It's sick, isn't it? Yeah, it's not like some convention center or whatever. You know, dressed up in 
NFL logos, draft logos, all this, you know, greatness is on the clock banners, that type of stuff. It's just you have tables, you have couches, and it's very nice decor, but you get the taste. I mean, you get Union Station. They didn't cover it up too much with all the NFL stuff, if you know what I mean. And I... It's, it feels like kind of a shorter list than usual, but I mean, you know, I don't know. I've never actually been to Union Station, to be quite honest with you. But it is a really sick setup. It, it, it is honestly what the NFL did with it. Not only, you know, obviously Union Station inside is very beautiful, but just the setup, not going too overboard to the NFL with the setup of the green room, it's very nice. The, the layout is great. And I even It's not the longest walk to the stage, it was like that, what, a year or two ago? They had to walk a mile. Yeah, where it was, was based it? out of the MGM yeah, Vegas, in yeah. Vegas. Yeah, yeah, they had a long walk to get there. And yeah. if you walk the wrong way, you're like Chris Jericho at 98 Halloween Havoc. You, you can't figure out where to go. You can't find the <laughs> ring. It's not a long walk. And, this, and the stage isn't too much. It's a simple stage. It's right behind the fountains. And uh, I've already seen some pictures. It's a beautiful day in Kansas City. It's cloudy. It's, uh, you know, just a little bit above 60. So it's not too windy, I hear. So it's a comfortable evening. Just bundle up a little bit. It's going to be a really good night if you're heading to Kansas City to watch the first round of the NFL draft, which gets underway at 7 o'clock. Officially is when Commissioner Roger Goodell will take the stage and announce that the Carolina Panthers with the first overall pick is on the clock. Bryce Young is definitely going to be the first player picked. I think there's no doubt about that. And I agree with Dan Patrick. And as I was doing my research today, where Dan Patrick said it first here on came in earlier today, and that was after the first pick, anything can happen. It's that unsure of who exactly is going to be second. Will C.J. Stroud, will he fall in the, in the, uh, in the draft? Will he be taken second or third overall? How early will B. John Robinson be, be taken? That's the thing. Like ESPN has B. John Robinson running back in Texas, second best player in the draft, and yet I have my draft seen him taken in the twenties, teens, or top ten. It, it's really all over the board. You anymore? And this is a, a big thing I've seen change over the weeks. Of course, is and it's not just K State, but like you know some top players that we think would be picked early. Now they're really being shuffled around, and what the experts say. When it comes to the mod draft, now I got to say, Troy, as a as a Denver Broncos fan, this is a really boring draft. If you're a Broncos fan, oh Be- God, because you, the Broncos don't have a first or second round pick no. this year because of the Russell Wilson trade. Still rankles me to no end at this point. Yeah, I was going to say, how do you feel about that trade right now? Even worse. Yeah, that's brutal. Awful. So it, it's a very boring first couple of days for the Broncos. I'm not even sure what the Broncos need right now. Like, what would be the first thing they need? Offensive linemen. I mean, we might see 10 linemen go in the first round. That's the thing. Like, right. Exactly. Be perfect timing to get uh, an offensive lineman. And if you got a first, you know, 10 picks. Oh, no. Let's just go ahead and waste it all on a quarterback who is already on the outs and having some issues out in Seattle. Yeah. And even if, this it, is it a, just, it, there was no forethought to it. It's a, None. It's a very good draft, at least from what I've heard for linemen, but also it's a very good draft for uh, defensive ends and wide receivers. Now, as a Cowboys fan, I know that the Cowboys like, aren't in any like desperate need for a certain position. But they do need guys. They do need to sure up depth. That's that's a big key for this draft for the Dallas Cowboys, and that's depth. But I I mean I know what the, the Cowboys need. 
They need a running back. Zeke's gone. And I don't believe they've signed one yet. So they'll need a um, a running back. I think after picking up Brandon Cooks, I still think they need a wide receiver. They do still have CeeDee Lamb. Uh, but they also need – I'm with you. I think the Cowboys really need a lineman. Meanwhile, for the Kansas City Chiefs, and this is a big question heading into tonight, they're the defending world champions. They are hosting the NFL draft. This is a huge deal for Kansas City, and I feel like Chiefs fans out there – you're so ready to find out who Kansas City is going to take first overall. But before we get there, I just want to remind everybody this happened six years ago. With the 10th pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, the Kansas City Chiefs select Patrick Mahomes, the second quarterback. It is Patrick Mahomes the second, not Deshaun Watson. Not Deshaun Watson. I even went on Twitter. I was like, whoa, Chiefs fans and Chiefs uh, organization. Woo, you're going with Mahomes over Deshaun Watson. I thought that was very interesting. Of course, now history has told us two Super Bowl <laughs> victories, a couple of MVPs, and yeah, Patrick Mahomes is obviously you know, the best quarterback in the NFL. Even before you get to the massage therapists. <laughs> but, but after you win a Super Bowl, the first pick of the 2020 NFL Draft, Kansas City selected Clyde Edwards-Alaire. That was the first time in Andy Reid's coaching history that his organization drafted a running back in the first round. That's kind of where I want to start because running back has been a, a conversation for the Kansas City Chiefs that has picked up a little bit, I think, over the last couple of weeks. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, his option for a fifth year has not been picked up by Kansas City. So if if it doesn't get picked up, it's you know most likely this is going to be his last year with Kansas City. And you got Isaiah Pacheco who stole the thunder of Clyde Edwards-Alaire. That was left probably because Clyde is injury prone. He hasn't played more than 13 games in the season. The last two, he hasn't played more than 10 games. And his yards per carry has slightly dwindled down. But just his carries overall and carries per game have really dropped when he has played the last couple of seasons. I think he's been an underwhelming player for Kansas. And I think a lot of people would agree. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is going to be second fiddle to Isaiah Pacheco. Does Kansas City pick up his fifth-year option? If they don't, running back could be very much in play in this year's draft, if not next year's draft. The thing is, this isn't the most popular draft for running backs this year. You might see a couple of go early, and I've seen talks of Kansas City maybe looking to trade up from pick number 31. That is a very good possibility of that happening. That is a big conversation that has really picked up. But it's not running back that Kansas City might be looking for. And if I was Kansas City, I would not be looking running back. I know Jameer Gibbs is... Uh, would be the popular pick if Kansas City decided to go running back, and that's the running back from Alabama. Very talented guy. However, I think Kansas City will great, get great value if they do want to go running back in the later rounds. As in, I've seen a lot of Deuce Vaughn talk get picked up recently from the mock drafts, and I know John Kurtz did an interview with uh, Deuce Vaughn, and they had a very long conversation Deuce did with the Kansas City Chiefs uh, just recently, does Brett Veach want to move up? I think he does. What feels like the most likely situation, as Kansas City has 10 picks, 
I mean, they've really stocked up for the next couple of drafts, including to, uh, tonight and the next couple of days. They have 10 picks, and they got one in the first round, one in the second, third, and then you have two each in the fourth, sixth, and seventh, and one pick in the fifth. A lot of things can happen. The situation with Kansas City feels a bit unpredictable, kind of. 20 different scenarios could play out tonight. But the most popular scenario feels like Kansas City might want to move up as high as the teens. I don't know how likely that is. But this got out a couple of weeks ago. I think Adam Schefter was the first to tweet it out. Zay Flowers, the wide receiver from Boston College, is a popular move for Kansas City. He's got Tyreek Hill type of abilities, right? He's short. He's only 5'8". Tyreek Hill, I think, is 5'9". He's fast, great route runner, obviously good hands, breakaway speed. I mean, I understand why Kansas City would like a guy like that, because a guy like that used to be called the Cheetah in Kansas City. Now he's called the Cheetah in Miami and was a highlight player. Zay Flowers is one option. The other one that has been brought up, and I don't know necessarily if Kansas City needs to make a move with a trade, but that would be uh, the wide receiver out of TCU and Quinton Johnston. As a matter of fact, Matt Miller, who we had on last week, that's his prediction. And he's going to be on the, the the main desk for ESPN in the draft this weekend in Kansas City going with, with uh, Quinton Johnston. I, If I was Kansas City, I'd rather go with Quinton Johnston than uh, – than Zay Flowers. Much taller, wider frame, has the speed, has the hands, good route running, very hard to tackle. I mean, just ask Julius Prince. I brought it up with him last week. For Julius Prince, that was by far the toughest wide receiver he ever had to play against. It was not good days, really, for Julius when he played against Quentin Johnson. And also, I'm just more familiar with Quentin Johnson, as I I doubt I watched the Boston College game this last year or the last five years. Uh, other than that USC upset whenever that happened. But here's the here's the wrinkle to this potential scenario of Kansas City maybe deciding to trade up. I know the Minnesota Vikings have has been the recent team to pop up as a big potential trade partner. And that would move Kansas City up to 23rd overall. So here's the, the latest wrinkle, and that has to do with DeAndre Hopkins. Incredible wide receiver. He just wrapped up his third season with the Cardinals. It's been reported that DeAndre Hopkins in what they're calling the trade sweepstakes is down to two teams. And that would be the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City lost a couple of wide receivers in free agency. They lost Juju Smith-Schuster. They, they now lost McCole Hardman. So they're looking for a wide receiver. How big are they wanting to go, and in what situation? That is yet to be played out, but I'm laying out the options here. If DeAndre Hopkins comes into play, that'll be a huge trade. That'll be a huge trade that goes down, and I think Kansas City fans will be pretty happy by picking up DeAndre Hopkins. But does Kansas City want to go with a guy that's now been in the league for nine years, or do they want to go with the next best thing out of college? Won't get the first wide receiver, maybe the second best wide receiver or third best wide receiver in the draft. But this is a pretty good year for wide receivers in the draft. They can still get a first-round guy, and I think Kansas City fans will be very happy with that. Kansas City also needs an edge guy. Might be the best, op- <laughs> might be the best chance that they stay put. I don't know if they'd have to 
jump up any spaces, but I still think it would be an amazing story if the Chiefs get Felix and DK Uzama. Because that's right there where Kansas City is going to make their pick and where he is graded to be with the best overall players. Now, when we come back, the latest draft order when it comes to best overall players by ESPN, Todd McShay, is out. And the Cats have moved around a little bit. So, when we come back, we'll break it down for you where Kansas State players are right now projected to go in this year's draft that is projected to be K-State's biggest NFL draft in 20 years. It's coming up next. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The game continues on KMAN, Mitch and Troy. We have the 90s movie draft coming up at 510. Troy has the first overall pick. Rumors are still flying around. The last rumor coming from Adam Schefter, I know what you did last summer Ah. could be first overall. I got to say, that's one I disagree with. I think that's a terrible movie. Although I do love Jennifer Love Hewitt. The funny part about that is that's among those that I have not seen. I watched it for the first time earlier uh, this year. Or no, it was last year. You hit yesterday with 10 Things I Hate About You. Haven't watched it. That's a good one. It's a nice little cult classic type of movie. Yeah. For cult classic, I'll stick with Office Space. Thank you. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That might be the, well, I was about to to blurt out that that's the best cult classic of the 90s. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of good ones. I mean, Days and Confused is considered Mm -hmm. one. Uh, Let's see, like Clerks. I just watched Kirk's, uh, Clerks 3 a few weeks ago. I think oh it's my. on uh, Amazon Prime right now. Probably. Gotta tell you, it had its ups and it had some downs. I haven't heard much good with it, no. You know what? I think it was uh, Rotten Tomatoes actually gave it a favorable rating or something like that. It does have a bit of a sad ending. I'll be honest. That's the only uh, if any spoilers. That's the only one I'm going to give you. Listen, there's there's some sports guys out there that just don't know anything other than sports. And Dan Orlovsky is that one that exposed himself today because he was doing some uh, barbecue tasting with RG three and oh Tyree Wilson, a couple of uh, Texas guys. And man, there's just some things you just don't admit. First of all, I say he doesn't like pickles. I love pickles. Not I know pickles aren't everybody's thing, but I think pickles are delicious. But then he rattles off that he doesn't know what a burnt end is. Or he didn't know that was a thing. I'm like, man. Not knowing what burnt ends are is exactly how he got in trouble in the NFL. 
I think you might have to explain that one. You burnt and okay, anyway. Yeah. Burnt burnt burned the ends that were coming in to sack him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How to burn the rush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know. Thank it, you. It, it was, Dynamite it drop was, in. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, the best it, co-host for nothing. That broadcast, That's an 80s movie, by yeah, the that way. Broadcast, that broadcast school is paying off. Next, he's going to tell us he doesn't know the difference between a donut and a cinnamon roll or something. <laughs> uh, so the latest on the cats. Tell Bill he can just come walk right in. I think he, he's I'm, in, I'm guessing he, Kellis showed up. That would be it, yes. Yeah, you can tell him to just come on in if you want to. Oh, there he comes. Oh. Come on in, Kellis. We are we are on air, so we're Wait. on air right now. So just a heads up, waving him in, waving him in. Well, we we're just getting ready to talk about the cats, uh, because the latest uh, update from ESPN has come out about where, when it comes to best overall players, where the cats fall. And speaking of fall, for the five that are in the top two hundred and fifty, have fallen in in their spots. Felix Indy DK Uzama is now the best player from K State according to ESPN to be drafted. Uh, from 33rd to 32nd. Ooh. So he's almost a first-round guy, according to best overall. But if you ask me, I still think he's a second-rounder. Uh, then Julius Brintz, he had the biggest drop, unfortunately. 27th to 44th overall. He's the seventh-best corner in the in the, uh, in the the draft. Deuce Vaughn is now down to 191. And I'm like, you idiots. <laughs> he's the one that's going to fall. He's going to be a day-three guy. And then he's going to get picked up in the fifth or sixth round, and he's going to be a pro bowler every year. Probably win a Super Bowl in his first year. Malik Knowles is now 226th overall. He has dropped the most out of anybody. His stock has, I think, I mean, still probably going to be drafted, maybe a seventh-round guy, but kind of feels like it's plummeted over the last couple of weeks. 30th best wide receiver. And then Echo Boydo, now out of the top 250, is now 257 in the 32nd best corner uh, in the NFL draft. I don't know what the experts feel about the corners in this year's draft. Did they feel like it's a lot of a lot of stock in them? But, you know, I think Echo will maybe maybe sneak his way in into the 7th round. Showed off that blazing speed at pro, at the pro day. That's where he got that attention. Now, I know Bijan Robinson is still the popular guy to be the first running back taken in the draft, but like I've said, if you're not taking Deuce Vaughn, you're making a huge mistake. Maybe Chiefs fans, if you're lucky, maybe he'll fall to you guys. Um, but you know, K State's never had two guys picked in the first round of the same draft. I, 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 I don't think it's going to happen this year. I did feel like that may happen a couple of weeks ago. I'm just not sure. I'm just really not sure. But I'm still a little surprised to see Julius as a seventh best corner. And Felix, Felix will be the first guy taken in the draft. That's just my prediction. Kellis, what do you think? It's going to be Felix and Dike Uzama, first cat taken out of the draft? Probably. I mean, it's going to be either him or Julius, but I think Felix, he's the more polished player, and I think more people are going to be looking for help at pass rusher than corner. But Julius does have the one thing going for him that very few other people do in this draft, and that is he is a very tall cornerback. That's a thing. Six foot four guy who can cover and run. He's kind of the opposite of Deuce Vaughn, you know. Once Julius is gone and picked, you're not going to find another corner like him. With his size and ability, his length, length is the word that's been thrown out there a lot lately. There's no more. 
probably no more. So it's like, do you wait and take somebody later, or do you, you know, take the shot, take Julius, take his size, and take a corner that you're just gonna not gonna run into many like him uh, in this year's NFL draft. We'll take another break. When we come back, we'll discuss more cats uh, with Kellis Robinette, who's in studio, is going to join us as well as five at five ten for the '90s movie draft. Uh, I do want to get a little bit into Keontae Johnson and we'll make a little Chiefs talk. You know, what does Kellis think the Chiefs should do in the first round of the draft? Coming up next. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So to come at 510, the movies, uh, 90s movies draft. There'll be five of us picking four movies apiece. In round one, Troy, myself, Sloan from K-Rock will be joining us. Kellis, who's in studio, will pick fourth. And the voice of the Cats, Wyatt Thompson, who's a big movie guy, We'll be picking fifth, and it's a snake-style draft, so we'll go in reverse order in round two and four. Continue the game. Mitch Fortner, Trey Coverdale, Kellis Robinette from the Kansas City Star, and Wichita Eagle now in uh, in studio. Kellis and I were just talking off air, Troy. Uh-oh. And I wanted to get, because we're we're just, we're different generations in here. Rest in peace, Jerry Springer, who passed away today, in my opinion, is the goat of talk shows. You might bring up Maury, Sally, Jesse, Raphael. I don't know who else you'd bring. Like the actual like hosting the audience, talking to guests on stage talk shows, not like late night shows. Donahue was the one who set the tone. Oprah then followed, and Springer completely turned it on its head. How popular was Springer? Okay, so I know he started in the early 90s, I think. How popular was he when you were like in college and then going to, you know— work in the early mid-20s when i started uh, going to work uh, as a actual you know contributing member of society uh he was on the upswing i just never got into it so i'm probably not a great one to ask that question to well kellis would maybe be that guy because he said he graduated high school in 2001 and that's when uh, I think even MTV did a documentary on Jerry Springer, how he used to whirl, rule the world. <laughs> so was he like gigantic when you were growing up? Well, he was big enough that I remember people in high school talking about him, like his shows and stuff. They would tape it and watch it later. It was that big of a deal. So, yeah, I remember tuning in to see the fights. Um, and I always liked that his show would be, you know, just ridiculous for – was it 30 minutes or an hour? It was an hour. Hour, okay, yeah. yeah. So his show would be ridiculous for like 55 minutes, and then he'd morph into his final message or whatever, and it would be, you know, wholesome and whatever. <laughs> just throw a curveball at you every time. The anti-Oprah is is how it really had to be considered. Well, it's wild because when you think of Jerry Springer, you think of, you know, like white trash fighting it out on stage, and it almost feels scripted because, uh, like, they're acting or something. But it's also the same guy that used to be the mayor of Cincinnati. Right. And was a politician and a very smart person. And you wonder, like, how somebody like him gets involved in something like that. But he would even admit, like, my show's stupid. <laughs> like, Really, what that stems from, and it was before your time, was Morton Downey Jr., which was the mid-'80s 
just before I got to college. And it was late night programming. And he was into that style of confrontational, except that he was the one who was confrontational with the guests. And it got so bad that he was beat up in a restroom uh, at an airport at one point. It, I mean, he was, he was a, a time bomb. Springer took a lot of what Morton Downey Jr. was doing in terms of the content and turned it to where he was able to keep himself kind of above the fray and let the guests do their thing. God, Springer got so hot that his head security guy got his own talk show. Unreal. Steve Wilkos. I just remember there was a, I had a group of friends in high school, not from maybe acquaintances, but um, three of them concocted a fake love triangle oh, and boy. Uh, sold it to Jerry Springer, and they actually flew him out and put him on air, and they went through this whole bit. It was, it was all, all fake. So... Keep wait, that in mind wait, you, when you, knew the, you, you said you knew those people? Yeah, yeah. We, wait, we, wait, had, wait. Like, we had like a watch party uh, when, this, when they were on air and I, Because stuff. I know it that was... story. You you actually knew that person? Oh, per- I, I assume this happened quite a bit, but... Well, uh, there's one real famous story, actually. But they're, like, they didn't a- actually ever get in a fight. It was just like real... Like there was a woman on stage just bawling her eyes out, and you felt really bad for her. I remember a pretty uh, yeah that was uh, there was a documentary on Jerry Springer and I remember that exact story. Oh well, I mean maybe it happened more than once. I don't know. Oh maybe I don't but know. I don't remember this. Uh, like, it wasn't a very. They didn't do anything juicy. They just got I, up on stage and talked. That's the but. thing. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a lot of like yeah obviously fabricated stories to just get TV time and get on TV and fake fights. You know they're going to break it up anyway. They used to really glor- towards the later ends of the of the show they would just glorify the fights. Like they had, the, you know, they're antagonizing and got the bell going. It got pretty ridiculous. But remember, as a kid growing up, wasn't allowed to watch Jerry Springer. Was barely allowed to watch Maury. But you want to talk about some crazy television? When the father, well, the guy was not the father. All hell broke loose. Appointment television <laughs> right before the Price Is Right. NFL draft starts tonight. Kellis, the Chiefs have thirty-first pick overall. Should Kansas City go wide receiver? Do they need a guy? That, well, I think they do need a guy. But if you're Brett Veach, you thinking uh, maybe throwing some running back or some wide receiver? Or? I mean, if they're wide, if the correct wide receiver is there, I say go for it. If like Zay Flowers somehow is still there, I'd go for him. Um, I'm not sure who really moves the needle beyond that, but I really like Zay Flowers. <laughs> if he was there, I would take him. Um, and you know what? Uh, I don't know that you necessarily need a running back because Isaiah Pacheco was pretty good last season, but. Um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire looks a little bit like a bust, so maybe if you want to try and correct that and bring in somebody else. Um, if Jamar Gibbs is there, you could try that. I don't think Bijan Robinson would be there, but wow, if he was, um, I would definitely endorse that. Um, I guess if I, I think if you're the Chiefs, though, if you're looking for a running back, especially someone to replace CEH, maybe just wait to the later rounds and uh, we get your boy, Deuce Vaughn. That would be a nice match. If there's any consolation to Kansas, or to the Dallas not getting – Deuce, I don't know if there's conflict of interest there because his dad works for the Cowboys or whatever, but um, I wouldn't mind him going to Kansas City. I wouldn't mind any cat going to Kansas City. That's the thing. Like The Chiefs have only taken one wild cat in the last 20 years, Braden Wilson. Yeah, back in yeah. back in 2011, that's the only one, and then I think he got to go back to – I don't he, remember if it was really Kevin played. Lockett. 
Kevin Lockett did play for them, yes. I don't know if he was drafted there. I think there was one between them, and I can't remember exactly who it was, but you know, it's been a while. It's been it's been quite a while since Kansas City has taken a Wildcat. Uh, but I think the best story would be Felix and Udike Uzama because that is a need that Kansas City needs. Frank Clark is gone, um, and they need an edge guy with George or uh, with Karloftis. Is it George Karloftis? Yes, it is. Um, having those two guys as depth on that right side, yeah, they need the edge guy to get to the outside. That's the thing, and beat the uh, beat the tackle on the right side. So, I mean, the, yeah, where yeah. Felix is graded like when it comes to best overall with most. Of the main sources, NFL and ESPN, if they, I mean, have they have Felix in the early 30s, and Kansas City is pick number 31. I mean, without trading up and, lo- and you know losing draft picks or whatever, I know that's what they want to do because they have a they have 10, they have 10 draft picks. Send some to the Broncos. That's the thing. I just don't have the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think. Uh, I don't think any cat will go in the first round. I just don't have that. Don't have that feeling anymore, which Ky- is unfortunate. Kuiper has him at 39 going into tonight. Felix? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's weird. Two weeks ago, I really thought that we'd see one of them, Julius or Felix, in the first mm-hmm. round. But now, I've, I'm, I'm like you. I've lost that that buzz for whatever reason. I just... I'm just, I'm just not feeling it. I, I, I think we're going to... I think they'll both go early tomorrow, but I'll be a little bit surprised if they go tonight. Now, how did... Did your boys try talking in and go into the draft at all? Uh, yes, my oldest son very much said he would like to go check out the check out the draft. Um, there was really no way I was going to take him today because today's going to be a zoo and um, everything. But um, if I was going to do it, you know, maybe Saturday, a little more laid back. But I don't know. Looking looking at the people who are there now, you got to be a maniac. I, to, I was going to uh, say it's unreal. They're already packed in between the stage and the. I know it, it's it's amazing. They're packed in. They're coming from all all over the country, dressed like it's game day. Um, I don't know. I, I I've always wondered what possesses somebody to uh, go to the NFL draft and treat it like it's a game. It's uh, just well, doesn't seem that exciting to me. For Jets fans, it was the best thing that they had going for years. <laughs> That's right. And then That's they right. you know start making picks and embarrass themselves. But you're right. I mean, yeah, around the fountain, it's already packed, and we're still well. It's a little over two hours now from. But the, I mean, they they opened the gates at was it noon? I know that six hours before, folks were already starting to camp on the hill. Yeah, so, I mean, there's people camping out for six hours just to hear the commissioner announce picks. I, and I, I told – so Travion, who's on the show, he's actually going to the draft because he's going to, to the concerts. And I, that's an extra incentive to go. There's, you know, pretty top-notch entertainment yeah. that's going to be there with Fall Out Boy, who's used to be very popular. I don't know how popular they are now. But Jonas Brothers are tonight. Motley Crue is a change of pace, and that's – going to be on friday and then thunder who was it thundercat yes who uh yeah i don't know who that is but I, the younger audience i guess would like that i was more for a, a free fallout boy concert um enticed me more than a free draft i'm going to neither but well the concert uh, will be the most exciting thing when it comes to the draft it gets the draft i've been to the draft and it gets boring Real quick. Oh, you you were there at Radio City Music Hall. I yeah, uh, eleven years ago, I saw Bryce Brown get picked up by the Eagles. <laughs> wow! And I sat there. I sat all day on a Saturday for rounds four through seven. Did wait for a Wildcat to get picked, and I waited seven or eight hours just sitting there. the The nice thing was though they had free food and drinks. Everything was free. They just kind of wanted an audience there, and they gave you like a goodie bag of stuff. I still have a lot of it. From the 2012 NFL Draft. 
do they still do that? You think? Like free admission and all yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. The, free, the free admission food. is still free. Free food, highly doubt it. Especially now that they've made this into more of, of an extravaganza, more of a party. Brother loves traveling roadshow. Yeah, as uh, Dandy Don Meredith used to call it. And now co- College Game Day is doing a show. From- yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, I doubt all that much is free there. No, not at this point. <laughs> well, and the thing is, like. I don't mind a big crowd if it's an like awesome event. the The NFL draft isn't. It's it's okay. To, you know, even just watching on TV, you just kind of, you know, you have it on. You're not really playing. A lot of the guys you're going to see pop up on the screen. They get drafted. You're not going to know who they are. I mean, so many linemen get picked up. And you have no clue who they are. It again reminds me of the point Pete Rozelle when first approached about it. It's like I don't know that that's even going to be interesting television. <laughs> well, and I think this was—I think this was a great idea. I mean, it's great for the cities, you know, bringing all these tourists. Uh, and hopefully, like people are hanging around at the draft the whole time they're there. But also just adding the extra element of being on the road. A lot of stuff happening between the picks. You have a large live crowd. I think that also helps with the TV viewership as well. Sure, to kind of stick around. There's just a little bit more going on. But I will say, I don't know if you saw it, Kels, but the green room at Union Station is is pretty sick. The way I they saw have some it set pictures. That yeah, yeah. All right. Now, well, I, now, I mean, if they're going to invite me to the green room, I'd go. We'll take a quick break and we'll finish <laughs> up. Yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> Make a lot more money if you get in that room. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll finish up the hour. One want to ask Kellis about Keontae Johnson and uh, how he feels about the door still being cracked open for Keontae and a return to K-State after this quick break on the game. We continue with the game, hour number one. We wrap up here in a few minutes, and we got the 90s movie draft coming up at 510. All five guys now in studio. But I'll wrap up this one-on-one with Kellis Robinette. And I want to get to Keontae Johnson here for just a moment. As we learned... Was it last week or earlier? Was it earlier this week? I lose track of Sunday. time. Sunday. So, you know, that Keontae Johnson on the last day he could jump in has declared for the NBA draft, but has left his eligibility door open, which I, I do believe you'd actually have to apply for a waiver, but he mm-hmm. would get it uh, due to his, his situation. Um, I'd like to know, like, how do you feel about that? Like, the chances of him sticking with professional ball after one year at K-State, or, or the potential of him actually coming back? Like, do you have any personal thought on where you lean in that area? Oh, I, I think he's still going pro. I would be very surprised if he's back. I think this was more of a insurance move by him. Um, he's projected as an early second-round pick right now. If that holds or even improves, I think he's definitely going into the draft. Where this is smart by him is that by not closing that door – it gives him some options if he has a few bad workouts or if he has an injury, like we saw many years ago with Brandon Rush at Kansas. He had all intentions to turn pro, tore his ACL or did something to his Achilles. I can't remember exactly what happened. Decide, you know what, I, I can't work out anymore. I'm going to come back and play another year of college basketball. I, I think that's what this means more to him than anything, is that if uh, if things don't go well in the draft process – I'll test the waters and come back. If they do go well, I'll test the waters and stay in the draft. That's what I'm thinking. He's already left town. He's, his focus is totally on the draft. He's he's trying to be – he wants to turn pro, let's put it that way. But I think it's smart that he leaves his options open. And it's fun to daydream about if uh, things don't go perfectly. He could come back and expectations for Kansas State next season would uh, jump quite a bit. Yeah, I think for the most point I do agree. I'm, I'm probably 90 to 10 that he will – you know, he's, he's, he's professional ball bound. I just, you know – 
what do teams think about him and his health, previous health situation? Is that scary to organizations or like, all right, he played a year with K-State. He's a starter, played all these minutes, and he was just fine. You know, are, they, are they comfortable now with Keontae Johnson? So, But I'm with you. I think he's pro-bound at this point, yeah. Him and Naquan Tomlin are kind of in the exact opposite spots. They're, yeah. both, they're both testing the waters just for different reasons. 90s movie draft coming up next on The Game. <laughs>